Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows everything there is to know, except a few things, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. One thing I don't know is how to make my camera look as good as your camera for our, what is a, a temporary studio setup yeah you know some things are just better than others there's probably a youtube video for that though <laughs> i find that you can learn anything just, on youtube just about mm-hmm. well what's up everyone this is good morning liberty we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to and also when we don't want to which is never because we always want to be here with you guys how many times have we wanted to be here with you guys a thousand of them a thousand times today we don't have some kind of special 1,000 episode thing set up. We're not uh, going to bring you all the best of the best clips and stuff like that. We didn't bring on a special guest because holy crap, our lives right now. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I know you didn't come here to listen to us complain about our lives. Sometimes life just happens. You guys ever been in that busy, stressed out state where you you feel like you are just you're trying to stop from drowning, but someone keeps throwing weights on top of you constantly, you know, and you, you just keep trying your best to stay above water. And then someone adds a new weight to you or the, the, the shore just keeps getting further and further away. Something like that. Yeah. It's worse than that yeah. right now. Okay. That's why meaning is so important. It's true. Way. That's why we talk about that because you know, life, <laughs> Life is hard, mm-hmm. by the way. The people who have talked about that, they're right, okay? You think about that. They're right. Happiness is not always going to be there. You know, life is going to get stressful. Life is going to be unpredictable. Things are going to happen. And what pulls you through those things? Well, it's finding meaning. It's your why. Why are we doing this show? Yeah. You know? why, why do we advocate for the things that we advocate for? Why do we believe in people being as free as they possibly can be? Why do we think that creates a better world? You know? Because it does. That's exactly right. All available evidence says that it does. And also, it's the only moral answer also. It's not just because it creates the best world, the best environment for everyone to have the best lives they possibly can. It's also the only moral option. It it can't be a moral option to decide that you can own and control other people. That's been tried throughout history. Mm -hmm. Okay, we like the one where people are free to determine their own futures instead. So that's what we talk about. This is episode technically 1000, although on an even more technically basis, this is episode 1025. And episode 1000 was a white pill Wednesday, oddly enough, that I did by myself when Charlie was gone one day. I went back and looked at it. It was actually the 1000th episode uh, back on episode 975 or six or something like that. So um, thank you for being here. Thank you to the uh, 
the 40,000 unique people who have listened to us this year, the 300,000 people, uh, 300,000 different people that have listened to this podcast uh, while we've had it going and everyone who sticks around and listens all the time, especially uh, the people in the Fed Haters Club who went to joingmail.com. They pay as little as six bucks a month uh, to hang out with us, watch these live shows. We haven't done a thousand live shows, but we've done a lot of them. I don't know what episode number it was when we started doing the uh, Patreon streams. Pretty early on. It was pretty early. It was pretty early. We decided to do that. Look, we've been we've wanted to give up several times too, by the mm-hmm. way. And you know what? You, you can't. You got to keep going. I'm reminded of the, you know, the old philosopher Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> when he was going to quit, you know. Old Jordan Belfort yeah, over there. When he was going to quit. Mm-hmm. And then he got on stage and said, I'm not can leave it. That's truer yeah. <laughs> words about this show have never been said. Okay. So we, Charlie has yelled those words at people that we won't even talk about on the show right now. <laughs> he said, I'm not can leave it. I'm not leaving. <laughs> All right. Not going to give up. And with those words, I see Miles. I'm not having saying some have hope because Obama was wrong about that. All right. Look, <laughs> I'm not saying have hope, but what I am saying is don't give up. They're just talking don't about how terrible up. the discord app is right now. Um, I like Dan's comment about it, but uh, hopefully you all figure out the uh, the Discord app uh, here pretty soon. So let's go through some of the stuff in the stack. It's technically White Pill Wednesday. Not all of the things will be White Pills. In fact, the first half of the show is not going to be White Pills, but there are things that I believe we should talk about because it affects future White Pill Wednesdays and whether or not they'll even be possible. All right, so the, fir- the first thing here that I'm concerned about, this will be Concerned Pill Wednesday for the first half of the show. We've got drone strikes damaging buildings in Moscow. That is, in fact, seems to be Ukrainian drones. Now, Ukrainian drones probably aren't Ukrainian drones. (laughs) I mean, I guess once we give them to them, they become Ukrainian drones. I wonder what flag was on them. (laughs) So, drone strikes uh, hitting buildings in Moscow. Now, Kiev also clearly getting hit way worse than Moscow is. This picture of the damage on a building in Moscow not uh, listen it's not that bad okay i think there were a couple people hurt oh what oh that's ukraine's capital left at least one person dead okay listen ukraine has every right to want to attack moscow and to want to attack mainland russia clearly russia has attacked ukraine we we know that that is happening however comma i don't think it's a great idea for them to be using any of our stuff to attack Russia. It becomes default us attacking Russia when this happens. And I don't care what Lindsey Graham says. That's not a good thing. Like imagine if you gave your friend a piece of equipment and then they went and did something with that equipment to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would be liable for that if you knew the intention. Yes, especially if it's war and killing innocent right. people, things like that. Uh, here's the latest on the strikes in Moscow and Kiev. At least eight drones targeted Moscow early Tuesday, according to Russian authorities. The first attacked at civilian areas in the Russian capital and a potent sign that the war is increasingly reaching the heart of Russia. Of course, there were attacks in Kiev as well. The attacks in Kiev were far worse than the attacks that happened inside of Moscow. You look at the pictures of the buildings in Moscow, I mean, the, the damage is just not, not comparable. Commenting on the early Tuesday morning air attacks, the defense ministry said eight drones sent by Ukraine and targeting civilians were shot down or diverted with electronic jammers through Baza, a telegram channel 
with links to the security services, said there were more than 25. Oh, though Baza, sorry, Telegram channel said that there were more than 25. A Ukrainian presidential aide whose name I will not mention because I can't pronounce it, denied Kiev was directly involved, but said we are pleased to watch these events and forecast more such strikes. Ukraine's not involved, but said that they're happy that they're happening and they think more of them are, them are going to happen. It wasn't me. Now, this, this part's getting annoying to me because we, there were a couple drone strikes. Like, they hit, they, they hit the Kremlin. I mean, barely. They were right over there. It was, a, I mean, just a pitiful-looking drone trying to do something to the Kremlin. Very, very sad and embarrassing. And they're like, oh, no, we didn't have anything to do with that. Then you get the Nord Stream pipeline. Like, well, it could have been Ukrainians, but uh, the government, we didn't have anything to do with that. That wasn't us. And now we get these strikes, at least eight drones that we know of. Nah, we, we, didn't, we didn't have anything to do with that. What I'm wondering is when they use our F-16s that we have recently given approval for and they start actually bombing Russia, are they just going to say, ah, we didn't have anything to do with that? And then Russia is going to be like, okay, well, as long as your government didn't know what was going to happen, I guess we won't hold America responsible for this. Well, but who, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who is responsible? <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I said, this is, this is clearly no white pill things. This is concerning. This is no joke. I'm serious. They got nukes. It's not a good idea mm. to go to war with a country with nukes. Okay. That's and exactly right. We are really flirting with that line right now. Lindsey Graham loves it. We played his clip yesterday. He says the best money we've ever spent killing these Russians, which is really a disgusting thing to say, if you ask me. So especially with a country that we're not at war with. We're well, not at war with Russia, Charlie. We are. Officially, we're not at war with Russia. And Lindsey Graham's out there saying, oh, killing these Russians is the best money we've ever spent. We're not at war with this country. How do you say things like that? We've been at war, Nate, for 80 years. I know. Now. We're always it's at never war. never stopped. War I don't care it. if it's a proxy war or whatever you want to try to <laughs> demean it as. It's a war. Speaking of the Russia thing, I just want to tell you, this is weird. I'm not going to make any crazy conspiracy theories that people on the left would probably make. I'm just going to say this is weird. You remember Tara Reid, the person mm -hmm. who accused Biden? of inappropriate sexual behavior. And remember, believe all women, unless it comes <laughs> except to... Except Tara Reid. Except Tara Reid, yeah. You know yeah. why it was good to not believe her? Because she's a Russian spy. Oh, okay. Now, this is still interesting. I'm not saying she's a Russian spy, but she is defecting to Russia. She went to Russia. She's asking for citizenship in Russia. Okay, she left. She said that she's received too many death threats mm. in the U.S., and she wants to go to Russia so she can be kept safe. She wants to hang out with uh, Snowden. Now this, it does fit perfectly into this idea that, uh, that Russia wanted to help Trump be the president. I'm just saying. 2020, we got this election going on. Tara Reid comes out, says that Biden did this stuff. And then it doesn't stick. Okay, and then later she defects to Russia. It looks bad. I'm just saying it looks bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I don't know if she knows this, but Russia's under attack right now by Ukrainian drones. There's a war going on. Like what Dan just said. Not exactly the safest thing I've ever heard of. In fact, if you ask Russia, this is the worst attack on Russia since World War II. Mm. They literally said that. And yeah. the, that building was the thing you that want I showed read you. read a little bit from here? Sure, sure. From CNN, a former staffer who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault has defected to Moscow and spoken to Russian state media news conference that lasted several hours. Hmm. 
We all know that she drew headlines in 2020 accusing then-candidate Biden of sexually harassing and assaulting her when she worked in his Senate office in 1993. That's so weird that that's right about the same time Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> weird stuff going on. What was happening in, in, the, in Washington, D.C. at this time? <laughs> Biden has strongly denied Reid's allegations, and no ex-Biden staffer has come forward to say they ever witnessed or heard about any kind of sexual misconduct in his Senate office. In an interview in 2020, Biden said he is, quote, saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. That's a double negative there. It means mm. it happened. Cancel those out. It never, never, never happened. happened. It never, never happened. That's a body and slip right there. Mm. Tell you what. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed later faced credibility questions of her own, including about her education and other credentials, which if you do that for people who accuse those <laughs> on the right, you're victim shaming and victim blaming. Yeah. And look, I, I am definitely an innocent until proven guilty person. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that if Tara Reed is making false allegations, she should be punished for that. I don't care who you go after if you're making false allegations, but also I think any type of accusation like this should be looked into. I don't care if you're on the right or the left. They didn't this seem to same, want to look into it very much, though. Same with Brett Kavanaugh. Same with anybody else who's been accused uh, of those things because Trump. that is something, Trump, that's something that should be taken extremely seriously. But we also must remember that one of the greatest gifts that humans have ever somehow come up with is this principle of innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. That way your head doesn't get chopped off without actually being proven guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now, of course, there are problems in the legal system, and we can walk through all that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But the idea that we have practiced for a couple hundred years now, like that is a miracle that that's even available. And so when someone comes and lies about you, you have a right to defend yourself. So those things absolutely should, but what I hate is the double standard. It's the hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. It's if you accuse someone on the left then, uh, well, of course, we're going to question their education and credentials. You know, we're going we're to see if they're on drugs. We're going to, you know, sift through their life to see how credible it is. But if it's on the right, well, the well, media will just believe all women. Hashtag believe all women. I will say both sides do this oh, with absolutely. their political, whoever the person is that's getting accused. Absolutely. They will not believe the person that's accusing their guy. They'll automatically believe the person that's accusing the other guy. And both sides do the exact same thing. And the problem there is that there's no principle involved. That's just political bias. That's not a search for the truth. That's not you actually wanting to know what happened. That's just you wanting to get at someone who you have political differences with. And that's yeah. a very dangerous ideology. All right, let's... Um, well, real quick, let me just read yeah. this. So here's how they're painting her. So after being out of the headlines for years, Reed turned up in Moscow on Tuesday where she sat alongside convicted Kremlin spy Maria Butina and answered questions from the Russian state media. Butina was sentenced to 18 months in U.S. prison in 2019 for conspiring to act as an unregistered foreign agent and now serves in the Russian parliament in President Vladimir Putin's party. What does that have to do with Tara Reid's story? Except for Other than the fact that they sat together to do this. They sat next to each yeah. other. So now, obviously, they're, what they're doing is they're painting a picture of like, okay, well, Tara Reid's just another Russian. Like how I let out the story with this is going to be the allocation. I will mm -hmm. say, if this were all completely flip-flopped, we, we would be 
questioning the whole thing and saying that this was some kind of a plot by someone else to take down Trump or to take down whoever else it is. Like, that's what the right would be doing. And if that's what the left is doing with this happening during the election cycle, when we know that Russia did try to help Trump win the election in 2016, probably in 2020 also. With their Facebook and Twitter bots. And this person who accused Biden later of defecting to Russia, that's just, uh, it's suspect. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying. I'm being honest in the what fact that it's is suspect. She's, paying, she's being paid by Trump. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> now, let's go on to something else. This is interesting. It's not quite the white pill that it sounds like. You know, this Target boycott thing is going on. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'll tell you what, their stock price has taken a hit. I, I went and looked at it. It's just, not good. Just like Anheuser-Busch. Now, the, uh, the market has been pumping lately, irrationally melting up for the last few weeks really. Uh, and Target, not so much. Just crashing. Anheuser-Busch, not so much. Crashing down. We got, I think, $10 billion in market valuation that's been removed from Target, maybe more by now. I haven't looked. And so this boycott seems like it might be working again, although I don't know if it's actually affected sales yet. If they are, If they do it as efficiently as they did the Bud Light sales, then people who invest in Target will will be worried about that for for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's a song, by the way, called really? called Boycott Target. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. It is a rap song. It's god awful, terrible, just the worst rap song that I listened to today. And it's beating. Here's the headline: Boycott Target beats Taylor Swift on iTunes. Now, when did Taylor Swift come out? How many of you think that that headline tells you the whole story? It doesn't. <laughs> okay, that's good. Because Midnight's came out, like, what, six it's months ago? It's not even that. It's not even that. Oh, okay. Um, I, listen, I don't want to black pill the, the white pill. We, we can listen to some of it if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I'll I, pull it up on iTunes real quick. I haven't heard it. Um, see it a little bit. Let me see. Give me, give me a second. Would you give me a second? I'm one. How do you just pull something up? Everyone wait one while I pull up the song, Boycott Target. Now, the issue, let's see here. Ugh, God, I can't believe you're going to make me listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Tentinal shoppers, tentinal yeah. shoppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a cleanup yeah. on every aisle. <laughs> yeah. Target yeah. is targeting your kids. Yeah. <laughs> they put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, because you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap, and I'm always by my bears. This agenda got to stop. Okay. I didn't hear anything about boycotting. Well, it's later. You know, they got to build up to I've it. I've heard worse. They push an agenda, promoting sexual genders. I'm only rocking with Bruce. Don't rock with no Caitlyn Jenner. You think that gay shit gonna get you paid? Yeah, we gon' see. It's my longest one. It's one if we trumpin', baby. They put a target on my back, but they talk. Okay. Now, there you go. Now, the reason. I've heard worse rap songs, by the way, Nate. Okay. I agree. I've heard worse okay. rap songs. All right. I just okay. want to make sure. Have you ever listened to Froggy Fresh before? Not that I remember. Probably. Okay, you need to go listen to Froggy Fresh. It's good stuff. That's back in 2012, though. Okay. Uh, though, you know, if you know, you know. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Think about this with me, folks. Seriously, I want you to think about it for a minute. Over the past week, how much time did you spend on yourself, on things that you needed and wanted, versus the amount of time you spent on other people? I mean, actually, what's the answer to that? For me, I didn't want to tell you the ratio. It's not that great. It's easy to get caught up worrying about 
everyone else and what makes them happy. And then a couple months go by and you're like, whoa, what about me? What do I need? Therapy can help you strike a better balance in your life so you can continue being a great friend or a great family member without getting stretched too thin and burn out. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, flexible, and convenient. Just fill out a few questions on the website to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists at any time for no charge. Hey, listen, my life was changed because I chose to go to therapy. Charlie still uses BetterHelp. He's been using it for a few years. He loves it, loves the app. Seriously, if you're thinking about this, I highly recommend BetterHelp. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. I don't like overtly political. I don't, I don't like just straight up political songs or movies or anything. I do not like to mix entertainment with politics at all. Entertainment for me is to get away from, from this yeah. right here. And so anytime I see like the 2020 NFL season, so you didn't love Handmaid's I didn't watch, Tale. Do I? I didn't. I didn't watch it because I know what they're doing. I'm I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I want them to at least try to hide it a little bit when I watch something. And um, so, like the 2020 NFL season, I didn't watch a single game. Do you know me to just miss NFL games for yeah. Cowboys games? Mm-mm. No, I will do anything. I'll go to a bar and even drink. I'll go and watch the games. I'll do do whatever. Make my schedule. I didn't watch a single game that year. Because I don't want to deal with all that crap that was going on in 2020. But anyway, that's this song. Here's the catch. Here's the catch to this narrative. Let's get on to that. Despite cheers from some conservatives, iTunes sales numbers. These are sales numbers on iTunes. When's the last time you bought a song on iTunes? I don't think I ever have. I didn't even know that was still a thing. I don't know if I... Well... I think I bought like your guys' band songs and stuff like that for support. Yeah, for like seven years ago then, threw, something I like nine, that. I threw 99 cents your way. <laughs> no, I really but, didn't even know that that was still a thing. I mean, before do. that, we had Napster. You didn't even buy <laughs> songs anyway. You just rip that. So they you know? beat out Taylor Swift. Get a computer on... that you didn't mind getting viruses on. And you just download songs and, and rip them. It was, yeah, that was the dream back then. Songs with overt conservative political themes have regularly regularly reached to upper ranks of the iTunes charts. Charts, can't talk today, as older audiences tend to be more likely to buy songs. And only a relatively small number of consumers need to do so in order to impact chart performance for the sales. Okay, so sorry to take away that potential white bill. Still cool. Hey, there's a song out there. Here's a weird situation. Bomb threats. This is you should not be doing this. No. God. Now, you know, like take the wins, okay? Mm-hmm. Run with the wins. Don't get stupid. Now, I love that you went this way, Charlie, because you just did the same thing I did and the same thing we did later last week. Are they fake bomb threats? I just No, they're about bomb that. threats from the left for them removing their pride oh, merchandise. Yeah. Okay. So this is the interesting part that's happening because I saw the reports of bomb threats over the weekend. I assumed that. And was... I thought the same thing. I was like some crazy right-wing people upset about the pride merchandise and they're they're calling in bomb threats to stop them from having this Just pride like the merch. abortion clinics and stuff, you know? <laughs> it's like, don't... That's not okay to do. Turns out it's actually... Well, okay, allegedly... So far, because there is an actual email uh, here. This email says Target is full of blank cowards. Redacted. Who who turned their back on the LGBT community. Hey, at least they kept, uh, at least they kept the IA plus people in there or whatever. Q, the Qs too. I forgot about them. 
and decided to cater to the homophobic right-wing redneck bigots who protested and vandalized their store. We won't stand idly... Now, mind you, this is in response to Target like moving their pride section from the very front of the store to like the middle of the clothing section and removing a few of the items. You know, it's not like they just banned all the pride merch or anything. Mm. We won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down. We are sending you a message. We placed a bomb in the following targets. This is... This gets so confusing, and I'll show you how this gets so much more confusing. This really should be a dumb bleep, but it's almost the ridiculousness of this that made me feel so white pill about it today because it's so ridiculous. Okay, there is an article in here associated from Newsweek. Uh, let's find that one right here. Got it? Yeah. Staff and customers at several Target locations were evacuated on Friday after bomb threats were made at select stores across the country as controversy continues to grow after the company's LGBTQ+. They added all of them. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, um, wait. Right there. The article headline. The first paragraph of the article that we have. Mm -hmm. Say nothing about it being people on the left or LGBTQ+. Plus, people sending the email, placing the bomb threats. It says that it's amid the controversy. Okay? It's not until the third paragraph of the article mm -hmm. that they actually tell you. And or, what percentage of people do you think make it to that point? No, they just read the headline and have a reaction <laughs> like I did. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and yeah, the CBS News affiliate received an email on Friday warning of bomb threats that have been placed in five different target locations near the city. According to a screenshot of the email, which was published by the outlet, the threat was made in response to Target's decision to remove its LGBTQ plus pride collection from its shelves earlier this week, which isn't entirely true. They didn't remove it all from their shelves. They, they relocated some of it. We already went over the email. We won't stand out by as the far right continues to hunt us down. That's in the third paragraph now where they finally allude to what the email actually says. Mm-hmm. Separate threats were made to several Target locations in Utah as well, reported CBS News affiliate, including stores in Layton, Salt Lake, Taylorsville, and Provo. According to Layton Police Sergeant John Odison, um, officers began investigations after two local news stations received emails alerting them about the bomb threats. He said yeah. the threatening email, which was three sentences long, referenced Target's pride collection and was reportedly sent from a bogus email address. Now, this one's interesting, Charlie, because it doesn't say who sent the email. We can make the assumption that it's just like the other email with the bomb threats, but you notice when they talk about these separate threats in Utah, they say that it references the pride collection, that it's three sentences long, but they never say that it's from people on the right that are upset about the pride collection. This is coming after they started removing or relocating some of the collection. This is just real, honest, you know, hardworking, nose-to-the-grind reporters out here. They, they leave the entire thing open so you can determine, like Charlie did and like I did, who you think it is that made the bomb threats at these targets in Utah when you go to uh, this CBS News affiliate. But at the end of the article, they include quotes from Equality Utah, talking about efforts to threaten, bully, or frighten LGBTQ Americans and our allies will never prevail. We will not be intimidated back into the closet. All this stuff. But they never say who sent the email or whether or not it was 
the same as the previous email threatening right. them because they removed the pride merch. Now at the end of this article from uh, Newsweek, they say the company is one of several that have been recently targeted by conservative groups for supporting the LGBTQ plus community. Now, what would that lead you to believe? The first widespread boycott calls came after Anheuser-Busch sent a commemorative can to transgender influence influencer Dylan McElvaney in April. Now, mind you, this is a news story about, let's just say left and right, even though that's overly general, I get it. This is a news article about people on the left sending in bomb threats to Target because they are relocating some of their merchandise and they are describing it in the veil of, well, the company is several that have been recently targeted by conservative groups for supporting the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's <laughs> earlier this week, conservative Colorado representative Lauren Boebert also called for a boycott against North Face over its ad campaign featuring a drag queen. Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene has also joined calls to boycott the company. Now, <laughs> boycott would be considered a peaceful protest. Bomb mm -hmm. threats are not. Not. That's not peaceful. It's okay it's to... It's not even mostly peaceful. It's okay to decide that you're not going to shop somewhere. For instance, I watched the North Face ad. Now, I thought it was ridiculous. I think the drag thing is weird. Uh, I thought it was a weird commercial. But... <clears throat> the calls to boycott North Face over that ad. Okay, that's fine. If you just, I'm not going to shop with them anymore because they made an ad that's got, you know, predominantly got a drag queen in it the whole, the whole time doing the ad. That's fine. I just, it's not, I don't know if they're targeting children specifically or if they are selling Pride merch specifically to children. There was the misinformation that went out about children's tuck-friendly bathing suits, which is not a thing that was at Target. It was always an adult bathing suit that was tuck-friendly. Okay, there, but there was children's pride merch. Tuck-friendly just... It's so ridiculous. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Just wear a Speedo! I read the description. It was like, well, the tuck-friendly refers to uh, uh, bathing suits for people with penises to be able to uh, conceal... I'm like, it's for men to be able to tuck their penises between their legs. That's they what already, it is. They already <laughs> have, like, Speedos and stuff. I don't understand why you need tuck-friendly. <laughs> like isn't that already tuck friendly I, the problem is you're trying to make sense of it right now yeah i, I do that a lot yeah you got to stop trying to make, try sense, to make of sense of things and it's yeah it's things no, that are crazy don't make sense that's right that's mm -hmm. just the way of the world do less now <laughs> look at this other article i know that this is more like a dumb belief but it's fun to talk about whatever experts warn against canceling pride campaigns after extremists threaten target and then the follow-up headline, now, Target reportedly received bomb threats following a Pride collection backlash. Has they, nothing to do with I mean, who's actually the, making the threats. I've got the article, but just look at the headline. Experts warn against canceling Pride campaigns after extremists threatened Target. The extremists were people on the left calling in bomb threats to Target. Now, they're talking about boycotts, and the, apparently there are these stories of some target managers feeling unsafe or stuff like that. You shouldn't, listen, a boycott, a free market decision where we tell a company that we don't want them to sell things should not involve any type of coercion. There should not be any threat of physical violence with this company. They can sell things that they want to in the free market. You can choose to not buy things from there, and you can tell your friends to not buy things from there, too. 
and let them know. But going there and threatening them with violence, that stuff, that sounds like something the government would do, okay? Not something that people acting inside of a free market would do. That's my issue. But this article headline is totally ridiculous. The fact that it mentions the bomb threats. Target reported that employees faced threats over its new pride collection celebrating the LGBTQ plus community. I want to see them. I want to see the threats. I want to see some of the interactions because it is so easy for them to try to save face and say that they have to do this yeah. because their employees are threatened and so they have to stop selling these things or because their employees feel unsafe and, and try to save face with people and it's not working. That's where the white pill actually comes in. Extremism experts and LGBTQ advocates warn that removing merchandise could be seen as a success by anti-LGBTQ extremists and violent protesters. God bless. Has nothing to do with the actual threats. Which could lead to copycat behavior threatening the already marginalized community. Mind you, do you remember the videos of the targets like in Minnesota and stuff during the George Floyd riots and all that? Places just getting completely looted. All these stores just getting closed. They had to close them down. And this is the, oh gosh, several targets received bomb threats over Memorial Day. The threats reportedly called for the return of LGBTQ plus items, meaning it was people pro LGBTQ plus, LGB, you know, the letters plus. But again, third paragraph down. And it's just sandwiched in the middle of all this other garbage because this last paragraph. I think I think uh, this will embolden alt-right actors who now are going to believe that with social media campaigns and targeted actions against retailers that they can proceed in limiting visibility of LGBTQ people. So, it, so the alt-left actors are going <laughs> to embolden the alt-right actors to do what the alt-left actors are doing. This is. Uh, we need a flow chart to try and figure out this situation right now. Okay, this is this is ridiculous at the moment. Let's listen to this guy who has these glasses. So you should listen to him. When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally. Terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, not sell the things you don't. So now, wait, economic terrorism. Is he talking about the people on the left that are calling in bomb threats or the people on the right that allegedly threaten some of the target employees? Is he talking about the entire movement as a whole and he wants peace between everyone? Or is he just talking about people on the right, you think? Hmm. Which one do you think it is? Well, I mean, this is MSNBC. Yeah, plus so. look at his glasses. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't even think we need to ask about that. We yeah. already know. It's obviously, the people boycotting <laughs> the story, you're right. That's that's exactly right, Councilman. Councilman. The rise coincides with political rhetoric targeting and demonizing the LGBTQ plus community, as well as legislative efforts targeting LGBTQ plus rights to gender-affirming care, which is where you get to mutilate children or prevent their natural development in order to help their feelings and to make yourself feel better as a person. Uh, drag shows, drag story hours, even children's hospitals, as well as other LGBTQ plus pride events have faced death and bomb threats, as well as protesters. Again, trying to correlate it to I, the right. I know. Once again, or they're trying to take, they're trying to take any focus off of these bomb threats and say, well, all these places have faced bomb threats. This is why you should never stoop to other people's level and you shouldn't stoop to the level of violence. 
It doesn't work. It only emboldens the people that you're threatening the violence against. It's going to give them more support. It'll give them moral support because we don't need to forcefully be doing anything other than preventing people from mutilating children and stopping their natural development. But these bomb threats and these threats of physical action against people, those need to stop. We want a free market. We can band together and boycott places if we want to. And that can tell the company whether or not they should continue selling these items or other stores that want to come out and not be political. Which it obviously is, worked, <clears throat> by the way. Yeah. The boycotts are working. <clears throat> they are. And here's the, here's the deal. That's good news. I think boycotts are really catching on right now. People, this boycott culture is happening. This Bud Light boycott cur- culture. This, I think this happened back in like <clears throat> 2012 too. Well, like so a, a big party movement. A big thing that happened. Do you remember the Ch- the Chick Fil A boycott? There was going to be a big boycott of Chick Fil A, and then we had this thing called Chick Fil A Day. Do you remember Chick Fil A Day? Mm-hmm. Do you remember looking at all the Chick Fil A's and seeing all the lines outside wrapped around everywhere? Those lines have been there since then. Okay, that's how the place always looks now. Yes. It was the best thing to ever happen to Chick-fil-A, was was people calling to boycott Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, people are calling to potentially boycott Chick-fil-A right now on the right because they just hired a VP of diversity, equity, and inclusion mm. at Chick-fil-A. So we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to something good before we have to go. Okay. <laughs> this... This is this is good. Uh, the article will be in here, Charlie. So we'll scroll through uh, okay. this thing from the New York Times. States are not entitled to windfalls in tax disputes. Supreme Court rules. That's this is good. That's a good thing. All right. The here's here's the kind of thing that happens. You owe some money on your house in taxes. In some states, eleven states to be exact, you owe some money on your house, and they can eventually seize your house. They can sell your house, and they can keep all the money from the house, not just pay back your debt and then give you the rest of it. They take the whole thing. Mm. Okay. And this has happened a lot. So the Supreme court unanimously mm. ruled on Thursday that States that seize and sell private property to recoup unpaid taxes, violate the constitution's takings clause. If they retain more than what the taxpayer owed, the case concerned a 94 year old woman in Minnesota. Jesus <laughs> Christ, people. This poor great grandmother, probably, just trying to live out her final hours. Well, she she had left the condo and she was in a nursing home at the time. Oh, it was okay. still her well, property. Still, she's so. ninety four. Yeah, she's ninety four. Mm-hmm. Who had stopped paying property taxes on her condominium after moving into an assisted living center? By the time uh, Hennepin County seized the property, the woman uh, Tyler uh, Geraldine Tyler owed about two thousand dollars in taxes. And another $13,000 in penalties and interest. Now, is that predatory? <sighs> is that predatory interest from the government? That seems like tax gouging. It is. <laughs> this is taking advantage of someone who is poor and on a fixed income. She owed $2,000 in taxes, but $13,000 in penalties. Where's all the people upset about that that are on the left that are worried about uh, payday it's loans and stuff like that? It's tax gouging. <laughs> The county sold the condo at auction for $40,000, and it kept uh, it not only kept the $15,000 that all agreed it was due, but also the remaining $25,000. Retaining the entire value of a confiscated property, even when the debts owed amount to a small portion of it, is authorized by Minnesota law. Not anymore. Mm. The chief justice added that, quote, our precedents have also recognized the principle that a taxpayer is entitled to the surplus in excess of the debt owed. Minnesota's approach is a relative, 
relative uh, outlier, he wrote, 36 states and the federal government require that the excess value be returned to the taxpayer. The Constitution forbids the practices in the other states, Chief Justice Roberts wrote in his opinion on the case. Quote, the takings clause, he wrote, quoting an earlier decision, was designed to bar the government from forcing some people alone to bear public burdens, which, in all fairness and justice, should be borne by the public as a whole. A taxpayer who loses her $40,000 house to the state to fulfill a $15,000 tax debt has made a far greater contribution to the public fisc than she owed. The taxpayer must render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but no more. Hmm. I don't agree with all the principles behind that. Okay. Yeah. I d- but uh, do you like the outcome I here? I don't really like Caesar. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. We don't have to keep going through the rest of this, but overall, this is a this is a good thing. I think there's 11 states, including Illinois, that can do this, of course, because they specialize in stealing people's property. Uh, and, and you see a lot of stories like this. This person owed 2000 and then it became 15000 there are stories, uh, Stossel had a good, a really good video on this that I watched this morning where a guy, an old man owed $8, $8. They sent him a letter, but it was written in like legal lawyer speak that you just couldn't understand that told him like, Hey, if you don't pay this eight bucks in 30 days, we're going to take your house. And so he didn't respond and they just took his house and then they sold it over $8, over $8. Yeah. <sighs> God, <clears throat> pretty ridiculous. So. Mm. You know what? Good job for the Supreme Court uh, coming down with this decision. And once again, I hate saying stuff like this, but good Lord, Trump got three Supreme Court justices while he was in office for four years. And Well, this was also unanimous, so. That's true. That's yeah. true. It was unanimous. Good point. Good point, Charlie. Hey, here's an interesting fact. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and 28 other billionaires each have more money than the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> each. Not all of them added together. Each one of those people, 31, there are 31 different people that have more money than the U.S. Treasury. They've got more cash. <laughs> well, actually, it's not cash. Yeah, wealth. They have more assets. wealth. Yeah. I just wanted to, amid the ongoing debt ceiling controversy, U.S. Treasury's cash flow dropped more than $200 billion in less than a month, uh, reported only $38.8 billion in cash at the end of the business day on the 25th, which means the country has less in the bank than 31 billionaires on the Bloomberg's Billionaires Index, which still technically isn't true, by the way. It's because these billionaires don't have cash because they don't really have the the money. Now, in, if they tried to liquidate that money, it wouldn't happen. And that's actually the point that I wanted to get to on this. You went right. You went right to the point, Chuck. Mm. That's great. Now, if you look at this and say, look at that, and look at this, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. You got Bernard Arnault being the richest guy now, close with Elon Musk as Tesla's stock prices started to come up. The really important part to remember is that these 31 people, they got a net worth of about $1.5 trillion. Uh, the government spent $6.5 trillion last year. I think it's going to be 6.2 or 3. Um, once again, it doesn't matter if you tax the rich or tax their wealth or anything like that. You can't run the government off of it. There's not enough money between all of them. The mm-hmm. fact of the matter is we spend way too much money. All right. It is much better for these people to have this wealth and be creating the things that they're creating and creating the jobs that they're creating and the cool products that we have uh, that they're creating uh, than to just give it to the government for them to piss it away in three months. And then it's all gone. And then we don't have any of it. And what the heck did they use it on? Okay. 
The other thing is when we have this conversation about uh, taxing the wealth, whether or not we could use it, it's important to note that it's impossible to do. You cannot take these people's wealth, seize it for the government, and use it for the government anyway. So that argument's always a non-starter to begin with. If you announced that you were going to do that, these people's wealth would drop down to a billion immediately. Everyone would sell everything. Mm-hmm. Because it's all people who own stocks in their companies. And they would sell it down to the lowest price before everything halted and halted and halted again. And then you would be able to get your Louis Vuittons no more. And where would we be without that? I know. Okay. This poor guy, uh, Donnie, who's lost half of his wealth so far this year. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Is that the Indian guy who's in trouble or something? His company was a sham or something? Number 18? Number 18? Number 18, yeah. I don't know. He's lost literally half of his wealth. Adani Group, India's major infrastructure conglomerates with operations spanning mining, power plants, ports, airports, data centers, and more. Look, he's worth $60 billion. He's lost $60 billion this year. Woo! <laughs> Man. That. You know, no matter how bad our day is, we got to remember some people lost $60 billion this year, and they've only got $60 billion left. Yeah. Okay? Those people are having a tough time. Mm-hmm. A couple of really good things. Brain implant. Helps paralyze man walk again. I did see this. That's good news. All right. Especially for the guy who's walking again. All right. The electronic implants. It's, and it's also Bluetooth. Is it really? Yeah. It's a Bluetooth device, which connects his spinal cord. It's pretty impressive. Now, of course, these are going to lead to really scary, terrible things happening in the future. Okay. Terminator. We all we all know that. Yeah. We've seen, I don't know. You probably haven't watched Black Mirror, but I've watched Black Mirror plenty of times and it's kind of weird. Okay. But I love that show. Some of the episodes, anyway. Um, I wanted to play that story because when you see a story about, hey, a brain implant helps a paralyzed man walk again, who's upset about that thing? Okay? When you see something like Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain implant company, said that the FDA has given approval to conduct their first clinical trials on people. It's a new thing. You look at the comments on it, and it's all like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever that happened in the history of the world. Everyone's like, nope, nope, not doing it. No way, no possible way. Even though... Because it's, because it's Elon Musk. Because it's Musk, but they also know it's going to be way more advanced than what the, the thing that guy just got was. Yeah. And so I understand everyone's hesitations. I don't think I'm going to be standing in line to get my Neuralink chip put in, no. my implant put in. But there are a lot of people, for instance, the first thing Neuralink is targeting, there's people with ALS... Uh, that they're going to try to to uh, to help to walk again, to take care of all of their functions again with these imp- implants. Those are all really good things. There are people. I mean, I just think it's know, cool we're trying things like that. It is, but <laughs> whew, tell you what, later on down the road, man, once this stuff is perfected, I don't know where it's going to go. It could get weird. I really don't it could know. Get really weird. Another good thing with medical stuff: groundbreaking Israeli cancer treatment has ninety percent success rate. This is a CAR T treatment. Uh, for multiple myeloma. There you go. Okay, 90% success rate. I've got a terrible story about CAR-T stuff that I'm not really allowed to tell because I don't know anyone who works at cancer treatment centers Mm. at all, and I don't have any information. None whatsoever. I can tell you, sadly, that our government has stopped many of these great treatments from being readily available uh, for for people, unfortunately, in the U.S. But uh, this new one for multiple myeloma, 90% success rate? Dude, what if we... Basically, cure cancer in our lifetime. That'd be cool. That, it be seems like cool. a good thing. Yeah. Hopefully, not like... the way they did it in I Am Legend because that was rough. <laughs> what we'll tell you what, man? Is that the T virus? Yeah, I think that's what they use, like the measles or something. So, all right, y'all. 
We got to go. Are they at the door? All right, y'all. We got to go. I will uh, talk to everyone later. I'm sorry. Some, we we got to get out of here. We got people coming over. We got people at the door. This is episode 1000 that we were not ready for whatsoever. Okay. I do like this Terminator post. I don't know if this is immediately going to lead to Terminator with the, um, with the whole Neuralink thing. I think it's going to be more of a Black Mirror scenario. If you haven't watched that show, uh, watch some of the episodes. I recommend one called White Christmas. Uh, pretty good one. I didn't like the new season very much, but the season before that, that was pretty good. The new season coming out uh, next month, I believe. So pretty pumped about that. Hey, this is Good Morning Liberty, by the way. You, uh, you've been great over the last thousand episodes. And we appreciate every single one of you, especially the people hanging out with us live uh, every single day of the week when we want to. Just cannot thank you enough. And we will more properly celebrate this sometime. We promise. Life's crazy right now. And we really appreciate you being understanding with that. I know those of you listening can tell uh, things have been a little bit nuts lately. So thank you for sticking around. Thank you for hanging out. I'm going to get out of here. We are going to see you tomorrow on Thursday. Until then, y'all have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.